What makes you different from all the other people out there? Mm-hmm. What's your differentiator? Well, he's a father of three. He's a single dad or something like, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Or, hey, he was a golfer at 14 years old, right? He's not Tiger Woods, but hey, he he knows the ins and outs and he went through a lot of things and, uh, you know, in his golf game and he looked up to so-and-so and things like that. So kind of tell your story. Why are you a golfer and why are you selling golf courses? Yeah. Like, don't just say $49.99, come and buy it because no one cares. No one does it anymore. That's right. That's, you know, 1950s to the, to the internet age. You launched an amazing online course, but you're completely lost on how to scale? Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast, where we explore the strategies for taking online courses to seven figures and higher. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. Today, I'm really excited about my guest. He is a friend of mine. We have worked together in the past. He is a social media rock star, and he (laughs) actually helped us to really set up the structure and the cadence of our posts and everything when I was at the Art Institute. And so I know he really knows his stuff, and and we're going to bring a ton of value to you today. Uh, Welcome to the show, Joe Gill. Josh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited to have this talk. Same here. Same here. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about doing this podcast for a little while now, and uh, yeah, we're finally here doing it. So, Joe, why don't you start by giving the listeners a little bit of a, like a a background of you, of you and and kind of what you do? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, I've been in uh, well, I've been around a long time, so I've been in <laughs> I've been uh, doing a lot of different things in marketing, uh, starting my career off in the. Uh, you know, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, basically traditional marketing, if you will, uh, event marketing. I did event marketing for about 10, about 10 years, eight to 10 years. And then back in like 2007, eight, nine, that's when I kind of transitioned over to digital marketing. Uh, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, a big influence on me. David Merman Scott, another big influence uh, who wrote the uh, new rules of marketing and PR. Uh, had a course with him in a hotel room in Bedford, Massachusetts. Back in 08, now he's doing talks in front of tens of thousands of people, and he has multiple books and all this stuff. So that kind of put everything uh, on its ear for me, and I transitioned over to digital marketing and primarily into uh, social media marketing and content marketing. I've been doing that since about 09, 10, if you will, and that to cover social media management, content strategy, social strategy, um, analytics, reporting, all, all those things for everywhere from uh, ear, nose, and throat doctors to construction companies to companies that sell the, uh, you know, the things you put on water bottles and stuff like that, the stencils, if you will, lawyers, t-shirt companies, art institutes, realtors. Um, and one uh, question every, you know, when I first set out, Josh, people used to, because I used to do a lot in sports, right, blogging and, and, and content creation. It's like, well, how are those skills going to be applicable if you, from sports to other, you know, industries and markets and products and services? I'm like, all you need to do is tell a story. That's all you need to do. It doesn't matter what we're talking about is if you tell a compelling story that provides value and builds trust, it doesn't matter if we're selling art classes or we're selling, you know, um, you know, uh, widgets, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter. You got to have a compelling story. And that's kind of what I've been doing is storytelling for the last 13 years. Yeah. I mean, 
you're definitely a storyteller. I mean, even just in our <laughs> conversations and everything, like the first thing you always do is kind of tell a story. And I love that. Yeah. Um, well, some people like it, some don't after a while, but you know, it's over <laughs> and over again, but I know what you mean. No, you, and you definitely have the voice for storytelling. So, um, yeah, I mean, so you've seen, you've seen the changes, you know, yes. having gotten to it about Oh nine and everything. I mean, you know, you've seen everything grow and I was still in college in Oh nine, you right. know, Maybe you feel a little things, but yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're my Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of. Uh, well, you know? All right. All right. Let's go. Come on. You're Luke. <laughs> Luke can do a lot too. But I mean, things have changed quite a bit. I mean, I like, you know, started learning this in my thirties and I, you know, I, I kind of had to learn it. I wasn't born with an iPhone or a smartphone in my hand. Right. So, um, that's the thing too. So I was always eager to learn because like I said, I never had it. So it was always kind of like, I got to get on Facebook. I gotta get on Instagram. I gotta get on um, Twitter, LinkedIn. Then TikTok came around. Everybody's like, "That's for kids. That's stupid. They dance and sing." And then flash forward five years, you know, how many companies are on that now? How many Fortune five yeah. hundreds are on that now? How many people are now learning that it isn't about content? About we're so awesome. Buy our stuff. Buy our services. It's like how are you solving my problems? How's your your services or products solving my problems? And how are you building trust with me? And uh, because that's a big thing, too. There's so many people are very gun shy about, you know, things they bought on the Internet and so forth and scams and things like that. And um, who can they really believe? Because, you know, there's us talking about it and there's about 3000 influencers talking about it and things like that. So how do you drill down and find the company that really, you know, know understands you and what you need? And how can they help solve those problems and help you along your, your path, if you will, you know? Yeah. And you hit on something, um, you know, how do you, how do your services solve my problem? Which is, I think something, if we're just talking regular, you know, brick and mortar businesses and everything, I think that's a, having worked with a lot of those, I think that's a big thing is them not understanding how social media can solve oh, a problem. Um, you know, I think, I think with our audience, they understand that, you know, it's another platform for them to speak on and them to attract people to and to share their knowledge. One thing I see a lot of is, is just people not knowing how much to share. Um, yes. Because, you know, you and me are both Gary Vaynerchuk fans and and he says, share everything, give them, give them everything, um, give it all away for free. And that's, that's when you're going to see the most come back to you. Right. Um, but I see a lot of people asking the question of like, well, if I share everything, if I tell them how to do everything, why would they want to take my course or my, or, or read my ebook or anything like that? But I think there is, I mean, there's, there's a way to do it. People want that, whatever you've got that one-on-one, -on -one, uh, connection with you through a course or, or something like that. Right. Over, over just social media. Don't well, you? yeah, you don't want to give away the farm. I mean, you know, straight up like, so Gary talks about, you know, pillar content, right? So just to give you an example, I know it's, you know, it's, again, we talked about, you could still tell a story across industries. It doesn't matter. So the air, nose and throat doctors I work with, no, they're established, right? They do services, what have you. But we had to establish this person as a thought leader. Uh, like he knows everything about the thyroid, everything about procedures and so forth. Like, so he, he wants to do videos about it and podcasts about it. And we're going to split it up. And kind of do teasers out there and do series and so forth. So that's the same thing for, you know, if you're going to, um, you know, what kind of courses again? Like, give me an example of a course. Uh, yeah, like maybe somebody's teaching people how to play golf. Golf. All right. So uh, things things like that. So I wouldn't show them all your tricks of the trade and all that, things like this. But you pose like a question. 
Again, I'm not a big golfer at all. <laughs> if it doesn't have a windmill on it, I don't pretty much do it. But like, just say you're trying to cut down, you know, you, 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 you know, your stroke count or you have problems with sand traps. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Like kind of say, uh, you know, kind of pose that question. Um, are you having an issue with sand traps? I'm just saying things out there. Uh, and then kind of show them like, you know, your swing or something, but don't give away the whole farmer, like, you know, what the end game is like, Hey, come, I mean, gated content is kind of a slippery slope. Do you know what I mean? Like, so because yeah. people kind of stray away from that because they won't give their information and so forth and so on. But again, this is where like, I guess the, the work of the foreground has to be done first, right? The infrastructure and the, you have to lay the foundation and build the trust with somebody of why they want to go down that path and perhaps give you their email, give you their phone number or whatever, and then give you their business. Right. So I think it's a matter of like, they want to work with you as a person first. So I think some of these videos I see out there where people are just being their true self and just showing themselves in their element at, you know, if they're at home or on the golf course or whatever, people are like, well, that guy's pretty cool. What's he got to say? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what you have to get into first, like the, the personal branding. That's the first thing. Because straight you up, be you know, like, people the likable character. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think it was very easy. You and I worked together because I, I think we got along. We liked each other too. So that's that makes that's a big thing. And I know that was kind of in a, if you will, startup entrepreneurial corporate, if you will, kind of uh, environment. But that's very important that you have that trust that you know that you gave me a project I could get it done, mm-hmm. or I know that if you had to go up the ladder, you would. You know, I mean, things like that. That's the same thing in this standpoint when it comes to. Uh, courses and so forth. It's like, what makes you different from all the other people out there? Mm-hmm. What's your differentiator? Well, he's a father of three. He's a single dad or something like, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Or, hey, he was a golfer at 14 years old, right? He's not Tiger Woods, but hey, he he knows the ins and outs and he went through a lot of things in, uh, you know, in his golf game and he looked up to so-and-so and things like that. So kind of tell your story. Why are you a golfer and why are you selling golf courses? Yeah. Like, don't just say, Twenty nine ninety nine, come and buy it because no one cares. No one does it anymore. That's right. That's you know nineteen fifties to the, to the internet age, and then after that's changed. The ball game has changed completely. Yeah, definitely. And I think too. Well, I like what you said about it's telling your story because sometimes it's not. There could be ten people that you're looking at teaching you how to improve your golf game, but maybe you like the guy who also likes the same sports teams as you. Or maybe you like the guy who likes the same beer as you or something like that. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, it's really about, yeah, there's, there's millions and millions of people in your potential audience. There's going to be a subsect of those people who have similar interests as you and similar personality traits, and they're just going to connect with you, you know, so you have to be willing to put those out there. Yeah. You know, I'll give you another example. I got into, because of Gary Vaynerchuk, I got back into the sports card collecting and it's been, it's kind of. It exploded during the pandemic, right? Yeah. It's probably went down a little bit now, but there's these people that call breakers, which buy boxes of hobby cards and they charge a price for a certain team. And then they rip the cards open for you and you see if you get any hits. Um, as a whole, a lot of them got a, you know, they, they pigeonhole these people saying they, you know, they're scammers and this, that, and the other thing. But I've built relationships with some of these guys and gals, what have you, and they're good people. And they talk about who they are. And then mm-hmm. you want to go spend your money with them because yeah. they have, like one guy has a, a daughter in hockey. My son's in hockey. Like we just talk about that too. Talk about life stuff as well, like the weather and you know football teams. He's a Bills fan. I'm a Patriots fan. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of yeah. You want to. You don't want it just transactional. You want it relationship based, right? And right. that's why I think a lot of people see social media as just a 
uh, social media con, excuse me, a sales conduit, a sales channel, if you will. That's not how it works at all. Okay. Right. If you're going to go in that way, and I, I kind of did a, a post about this on LinkedIn. Do you want to build the Golden Gate Bridge to your, your fans, your, your prospects and your customers? Or do you want to bring that rickety bridge going over the crocodile pit? Like you might make it across, but damned, you probably won't make it back. Right. <laughs> Whereas, you know, that's how I kind of consider like paid, right? I mean, paid's good to get you jumpstart and get your name out there, but you want that organic content like the Golden Gate Bridge where people come back and forth. They continue to yeah. come back and forth on that bridge because one, it's sound. They trust it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They respected the people that built it. Or I, I, you wouldn't get on the the damn the damn bridge and fall in the bay, right? I mean, right. Um, is it I a rope bridge or is it a know. is it a concrete bridge? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's so it's so true because people just want to run across the bridge and that's it. No, yeah. you want to run across the bridge and run back and forth and bring them over and bring five people over and bring, bring 10 people. people over. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's just you need to kind of set your set up your personal brand, establish yourself with thought, like give away stuff for free, as Gary said, because if people buy into who you are and what you do, they're gonna buy from you and your, your, your services and products after, you know, but right. you can't go in there thinking I'm going to get 300 sales from Facebook because probably it's not happening. Right. You know, and if you're going in that way, you're going to fail. Straight yeah. up. No, yeah. definitely. No. And I mean, I think everybody falls in, I mean, I've even fallen into that trap before of like, okay, I'll spend a couple hundred dollars and see if this product sells, you know, I'll just see if this, and, and then I just end up wasting that couple hundred dollars because I got impatient and I just threw something out there. But you know, something you said, um, going back to something you, you know, landing the plane on on the content really is, I like, uh, I think it was Russell Brunson said, you know, give them the, give them the what and the why and save the how for, you know, the paid content. Absolutely. You know, go ahead and talk to them why, about why it's important. You know, even show them what it is. But yes. yep. when you're talking about how to use it and really how to get into those nitty gritty things you know, save that for the next step and, and slowly give more and more, the closer they get to you, you can give more and more and more. Um, I, I mean, I think another good uh, analogy is like a musician, right? If you love a certain musician, like I'm, uh, as you can see, a big Metallica fan, <laughs> like, because you, you like the music, they, they, it, it connects with you. It brings you joy, it brings you value, whatever you want. Like you cannot wait for their next CD to come out and you run out and buy it. You right. know what I mean? Um, or you go get the concert tickets or you get their hats or whatever, because you are you're you're a brand fan. You are bought in to their brand. Right. Period. Yeah, they get they probably in the time I've liked them have made one bad album <laughs> and I bought it too because I didn't know it was bad. But that's the thing. If you have raving fans, David Merman Scott did the, uh, wrote a book about raving fans. If you make you know personal brand-wise, you know, products and services uh, raving fans of that particular thing. They're gonna come back like fans of a musician uh, or a band or or sports team. That's just yeah. how you gotta make raving fans. So just think of that mentality. How can I make these these people like raving fans of mine? Well, yeah. like you said, show them what the your problem is. Uh, how I can you know not the how I can solve, it, but how, the end game and how I get you there. Like that's yeah. what you need to kind of uh, show you know and illustrate. Yeah, kind of that hero's journey kind of thing. Absolutely, 10-4. Um, yeah, for sure. So. You know, I mean, I think we kind of hit on on why social media is important for a growing mm -hmm. business and all of that. And I think you can sum that up to, you know, you've got to create these raving fans. You've got to tell a story. You've got to connect with people. And, and you know, you've like you said, you've got to build that bridge. And so 
I want to talk a little bit about one thing I really liked about how you worked is you were very organized and you, and you always set up kind of a, um, a content plan that was consistent and impactful, Mm -hmm. you know, um, can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Can you talk about any of the, any of the thought process or just, yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, you know, I'm going through now kind of my, my, one of my jobs now that, um, I, you know, I've been doing just because the way uh, uh, how it's set up with them and the content like funnel is not that big. There's not a lot there. Like we kind of do one offs and, and one, doing one off social media posts with no plan or no kind of structure to it. It's just not the way to do it. OK, because one, you don't rem- you don't know what you've already posted and things that you kind of repeated or the best thing is to get everybody bought in on both sides, the, the social media marketer, as well as the client or the company you work for or whatever. So you guys could discuss it and say, hey, are we going the right direction and tie it into your marketing calendar too, like your traditional marketing calendar. You go to a trade show? Well, we should do social media posts around that trade show and what we're doing there and talks and so forth and so on. Um, so it's so important to do that. So I brought that. I go, we cannot, I basically so tell them, we can't do this anymore like this. We have to put together calendars. We have to like get everybody bought in so we're all on the same page and so forth because you know we've had times where people would be sharing the same information at the same time. And that, that when you don't know what the right hand's doing, because the left hand's doing something the same way, that doesn't look good from you from an optic standpoint to mm-hmm. your audience, right? So that's that's one very important thing too. And you know what's going on in the current world, like uh, you know David Marie Scott called it newsjack, and like what's going on? Well, you know, if you have uh, you know something that you know, of course, to say that's recession proof, if you will. I know nothing exactly recession proof, but you know what I mean. Like if to get you to get you know deal with this recession from a business standpoint, personal standpoint, whatever. Um, cause it's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Right. So it's very relative and it's very, you know, something that people, you know, want to learn about, right. Just keep your ear to the grindstone and just kind of, I do a thing like set up Google alerts and we've done that, you know, you and I did that too, when we worked together about what's hot, what news stories are coming in mm-hmm. and you don't have to verbatim share these, if you will, uh, like just do a third party post. You could do this as like ideation and come up with the ideas and come up with your own post that hit upon these topics that are very, um, rel- you know, relative at that time, right? Um, so that's what I try to do with that calendar is like, I, I come up with these ideas and I, and I drop in these, you know, I do a, a big content. I think we do that as well, like a, just a content mind dump. And you drop in all your, all your ideas, your articles and so forth. Then you and I go back and forth and we ideate on it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, we need it. We want to do a core. We just go back to the art school because that's where we work together. Like, you know, about, uh, you know, drawing or painting or so forth or, you know, what's what's in the news. Oh, this particular artist passed away, but everybody loved him. So let's talk about his uh, or her kind of like methods. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they're on top of mind of people. And that's, you know, goes on. You know, when musicians pass away, everybody starts listening to their music, you mm-hmm. know, to bring back kind yeah, of that thing. Always happens. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So be like you know, consistent, impactful, like you said, organized, uh, relative to what's going on at that time. Right. You know, just, you want to be pushing out the stuff that people, you know, already kind of blew by five months ago, because it's just going to be, it's going to be whistling in the Canyon, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it's very important to get everybody on the same page and from yourself as a marketer, it's CYA, right. You Mm -hmm. have that content calendar there. You've worked it. You know, you could put, you know, you could put like we did on Monday.com, you know, put those deliverable dates on there. Like just you get a whole people accountable. Right. We, we're we all trying to get to the same finish line together. Right. Yeah. But 
And we know stuff comes up and people can jump in, but we need to be on that same page. That's when stuff falls through the cracks and fails. I mean, straight up. Yeah, definitely. And something I, I like that we did was we focused a lot of tran- on transformation. Yes. And and that was something you really brought to like the forefront. You're like, you're all about transformation. You've got to be talking about what these students have done, what they've achieved, what it looks like now. Their stories. Their stories. Um, Absolutely. You know, we need to be talking to these students getting them, you know, short interviews with them, getting their testimonials and that kind of thing. And that, I think that really, that's a big thing that um, a lot of course creators, they focus so much on their, they might focus so much on their topic and, you know, they might do some of it really well, like, oh, like, how do you get out of the sand trap or something like that? Like you were saying, but it's like, well, what about, what about Bill who took your course three months ago and now he's lowered his stroke, you know, his, his, the strokes of his game by, you know, 10 or 20 strokes or something. Um, right. And he's winning, I don't know, maybe he's winning money from his friends or other betting on the golf course or something. You know, I mean, there are those kinds of transformations. Um, and with the art school, we had people who were, they took the course and they were now traveling around the world because they were completely free and they could sell their art anywhere they went. I mean, you also had people that never painted or drew in their lives. And they're like, holy crap, I didn't know I had this inside me. I didn't mm-hmm. know I had, that's the thing that's so important is your product and service, as we said, is how is it solving problems or how is it bringing people along their journey or whatever? It could, you know, it doesn't always have to be a problem. You know what I mean? Like someone maybe just want to, again, have an, have an you know, escape a hobby or something, you yeah, know, a hobby or whatever, but it's a matter of like, no one gives a, a crap. I probably would say something else, but crap, I mean, no, keep it clean um, about what you and I think about what we're selling. Right. Don't care. That does. Don't cares anymore about that stuff. They want to know how Susie's doing or Jimmy's doing or, you know, their mom or dad or, you know, best friend from college. Like they went out, you know, took this course and now again, now they're getting jobs or now they're like one of the best golfers or now they're like a better teacher or now they're like got an idea. Like I can put so much money away because this recession could, call, you know, get me down the line from something else. So it's, again, the voice of the consumer. If people want to talk about ROI, that's what it is. It's the voice of the consumer. Mm. That's why, like, in some of my um, position I am, I'm like, testimonials are everything. Like, I don't care if it's for art schools, ENT doctors, uh, elder care companies. You have to, again, it's like restaurants, right? And I kind of did something because I'm, you know, marketing myself out there. I kind of put all those things that people have said about me, my recommendations, put in, like, kind of a marquee and said, you know, if Joe's was a restaurant, would you go there? Yeah. And if, if if the Joma Bob was on Amazon as a product, would you buy it? Because if you see all these Raven reviews, odds are you will. Yeah. Right. So if I go and you're selling a course on golf, you might have sold 200 of them. But I see one testimonial. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you sold. You said you sold 200 of them. But right. nobody's talking about you. Yeah. It, you, you know, it's crickets, man. It's, it's your word versus mine. I mean, that's basically what it is. You want to yeah. like take any doubt out of your prospect. You, you know, your fans' minds. That's what you want to do. And, and your customers are going to do that for you, you know? Right. Here we go. All right. Thank you for listening today. This is just a quick break. I want to remind you guys about my new Facebook group, the Online Course Elevator Community. Now, this group is completely free, and I'm really just trying to create a way where course creators who are looking to grow their business can get together and talk. This is not how to create a course. This is how to do those next steps in growing my course, getting more customers. How do I make it more visible? 
How do I fill the gaps that my students are finding in my course? All of those kinds of questions. I want to talk about them in this group. So go to the online course Elevator Community on Facebook. There is a link below in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Let's get back to the show. Here we go. You know, actually, that brings up a really good point because, you know, I think about course creators and who maybe maybe they've sold 10, 20, 30 um, courses, okay? So they've only got a small client base, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they're like, I haven't seen... I don't have those people yet. And it's, that's when it's really important for you to focus on who you are and what you do and why you do it and really grow that personal connection. The relationship. Early exactly. on, you exactly. know, and yeah. then as you're building up these people who are having, then you will, you know, as you start to see these people who have these transformations and they get results, that's when you start to grab those testimonials as soon as possible. Well, they'll be more open if they had a great experience with you, they'd be more open to share it. They they don't yeah. have any, there's no repercussions to share it. You know what I mean? Like that's just a, a good thing for everybody. And you, and then another important thing is too, and I, don't, I hate the word influencer. I hate it to death. As we know, I, I like, you know, I coined the word value answer because it's about leading with value, not influence. I don't care if you have a million followers, if only three of them are really vetted and really bring any value to the table. But you want these people to be your raving fans. You want these people to get on top of the tallest mountain and talk about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And these can be your valuances, influences, wherever you want to call them. And again, they'll sell your products and services for you, mm-hmm. for you. You know, like when I worked at Avid, which, uh, you know, I talked to you about that before, which is in the you know, music and video space. It was a matter of like we wanted uh, the musicians and the video editors to talk about how our software improved their lives dramatically, mm-hmm. like especially as a musician. Now you can basically cut your own record at home. You don't have to get uh, studio time and all that stuff. And to hear like a, a 21-year-old woman who basically, you know, has recorded an album and now has distributed it and got all this on by herself and our, our tools helped her along that way. Holy crap, what a great story. Right. You know, so don't be afraid to throw yourself out there and, and invest the time before you start selling. Like, just get yourself out there and... You know, like on LinkedIn, like when I was, uh, you know, after I left TJ Maxx, I, I, or almost right before I left, I knew the end was coming. Uh, I basically was on LinkedIn, like marketing myself, building my personal brand and all that stuff because I knew, trying to be proactive because I knew the end was coming. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try to build myself so I get eyes on me. You know what I mean? Like people be more apt to hire you if they already know what you can bring to the table and who you are as a person, right? Yeah. And, I, and I've known some more, Josh, now, you know, you being a recruiting. I'm noticing more that a lot of employers, and I hope this is being trite and true, asking you like, I just, today, I applied for a job and it said, what is your favorite song right now? And I'm like, and I'm such a music head, if you will. I go, well, that's like trying to pick my favorite child, even though I only have one, but they don't know that. I try to pick your only child. Like, I, yeah, I can't yeah. do that. And it's funny that you mentioned Obi-Wan because they also said like, what, what you know, what uh, TV character would you be? I'm like, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi because he did kick Darth Vader's ass. I mean, once. Anyway. Yeah. You know, but they're trying to like, I guess, grease the skids a little bit more, trying to not be as stuffy and, you know, trying to get to know the person. And again, if it's coming from the right place, I applaud it. But if it's not, you know, it's kind of cringy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the good ones will make the effort and you can kind of sniff bull crap a mile away. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things, but again, 
if you're selling a course, number one, why are you selling it? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing? Are you doing? That's this what people just, want to know first. Are you doing it just for the money? If you're doing it just for the money, you're probably not gonna. You're gonna probably fail. You need to do it for the relationships you build because they're going to be like dominoes, right? Or like word of mouth just flows. I took this great uh, course with Josh on how to create a podcast. And and I did this for the realtor. I basically wrote a document on how to do it. Now she's doing it herself. I mean, I'd rather be doing it with her and getting paid, but I mean, you know what I mean? So it it does make you feel good that you helped her build the foundation and she took it to a new level. Um, But that's the thing is like, you got to have your your goals in the right place and you got to know that you got to put in the effort. You got to have patience when it comes to social and content creation. And you got to, I did a video about committing, committing to the content. You got to commit time, energy and resources. Yeah. Because social media is just the, um, you know, it, it's just a car, you know, but, but you got to put fuel in the engine and that's what the content is, you know? Yeah. So again, it, it's just a matter of you, you got to put in the effort and time. You got to buy in, you got to buy in. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that. So like the commitment, I think that's definitely what is hard for me is this, the commitment to creating the social media content. That's why I went with a podcast to start is because it's easy for me to sit here and have a conversation with you. Exactly. I, I enjoy that part. And I can I can literally just take this audio, I can put my intro and outro on it, make sure it's clean, and then I can upload it and write a description. Yes. And then, but then I get into, okay, clipping it up into little bite-sized nuggets, things that are valuable to people to, and then, you know, I got to format that. I got to put that on a, a nice- thing and and then and then write it write a post and it's like oh man like i i'll get one of those done in two hours or something like that or an hour maybe and so i think what i'm doing is i'm making one commitment at a time you know i'm doing i'm doing the podcast first and then i'll add another thing and then i'll add another thing um because i mean you know gotta you gotta live you gotta work too this isn't my full-time job yet right yeah yeah um So, yeah, I think that's something a lot of people probably struggle with, too. And that's why, I mean, I'm just going to I'm going to tout you for a second. That's why they need somebody. That's why you need somebody like Joe who can take that content and say, OK, I listen to this whole podcast and you've got like 10 really good nuggets in here. Yeah. I'm going to clip those up. I'm going to make yep. them into Instagram posts. I'm also going to post them on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, a please approve this, this copy that I wrote for the post. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, I'll take care of the rest. I'll make the right. social media calendar. And because, that's what I, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, especially if you're a one man or one woman band. I mean, it's, that's yeah. a lot of stuff to do, but, but again, just to give an example, you know, when the realtor, like she knows her stuff inside out and she's like a thought leader. I go, but you need to cut out two to three to four hours a week just to bang out videos. Mm-hmm. And you know, time is money when it comes to realty, right? Time is money. But the thing is, if you take out some time, you can make more money. Like you do these videos, you you nail two houses. Was that worth your three hours? I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's the struggle. It's time management. It, it basically is. It's that's that's the that's why I think it's very important to have a social media content creator, what have you, do that for you because you want to be out there selling. But the same, you know, you have to just give some time two hours and you don't have to worry about the editing. You don't have to worry about the copyright and you don't have to worry about where it's going. Cause that's a very important thing too, Josh. Like, remember how I was always asking, like, I need the Google analytics. Cause I want to see where these people are coming to. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just spray and pray. I want the whole ecosystem, right? I want to figure out 
went from A to Z. How did we get, get there? You know, because um, I think that tells an incredible story, right? Especially for me as a social media professional, but shows the client or the person making the like, I did this piece of content and this brought me in 10 people from LinkedIn, 10 people from here. And you're like, holy crap. Right. Like that opens your eye. That opens the uh, the course creator's eyes, the company's eyes, the business's eyes going, this stuff works. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. And I think if, if, if you have made some sales, if you're having any success, that's the key. That's the sign that you need to reinvest yes. into services like this. Yes. So then you start expanding your reach. Then you start investing in social media content, you know, investing in a little bit of advertising and promotion and things like that. And and I'm a fan of, I liked what we did at the Art Institute where we boosted every post. Yep. You know, we boosted every post, not only to our audience, but to cold audience. Exactly. And, yep. and that grew, that just uh, compounds on the virality of the post that you've already got. Yeah. Like, you know, pay, paid uh, social is good to get, like, especially if you're not like uh, we had, a, I had a painter, a house painter, never, no one knew the hell he was that's good to do paid, right? To get on the board. You want to get on sure. the board in front of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, Hey, we got, we, we you do these art classes, you know, we got these great artists that work here and so forth and so on. But th- and then when you win them over, you got to make sure the organic content's flowing too. Do you right. know what I mean? Exactly. And we know on Facebook, for instance, they, there's no reach on Facebook at all. So you kind of do have to boost that. Not so matters just to pump up, but just to reach people in your right. own, in your own community, which is, kind of ridiculous that if you you you've already earned them and you still can't get to them because you have to pay for it but that's that's what happens when you're not like you had at your own place you had your own social platform which is very smart because you control that when you're using platforms that you don't control you're at their mercy yeah absolutely and i think that's why a lot of people open facebook groups you know that's why they'll they'll funnel people into their own facebook group because everyone in the group sees the post yep exactly now um they don't necessarily get notifications for every post but i think you can turn that on i recently turned that on on mine um but if you're a fan of, of the brand or you're a student of that school you're gonna go in there and check it you know every exactly. couple of days anyway you know like a bulletin board right same kind of exactly thing, you know um but yeah i mean again it's it's all about like you said taking out time and knowing that you do get roi on your time you yeah. know it's not going to come right away and just another quick example of uh going back in the memory banks, working for the client. Uh, she had a video that went viral, okay? Crazy amount of people looked at this. I talking, we're, I think we're talking a million. And it, it had to do with this particular T-shirt print, if you will, and all that. And the first question was, how many T-shirt prints did we sell? I'm like, that's not the point. You just had, and I probably made a little high, with thousands, I'll say thousands, thousands of eyes on your company and your products and services that never were there before. Right. That's the win. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the win. That's the problem is people are are Instagramification. I think we live in that that world now with the mm-hmm. Netflix of the world, DVRs, everything else. Instagramification. I'm an old fogey. If I missed the show, I missed it. <laughs> that was it. You don't see it. Um, but it's a matter of like you have to look at it like getting people to notice you and cut through all the gray noise out there and all the sorry white noise, if you will, is so very important. And that's why, as I mentioned to you, there's dozens of faceless people that offer courses just like you. Don't be faceless. Put your flag in the flag in the ground and say, "Hey, I'm not here just to sell you. I'm here to be a confidant, to help you through this stuff, to build relationships for, with you, and get you to where you need to go." Because then you buy into people like that. 
Mm-hmm. End of the day, you don't buy into people that like the used car salesman. It's not going to happen. Right. No, I mean, we had we had hundreds and hundreds of students who were like, I bought this course because Ellie inspired me, you know, right. connection, the art Institute. Yeah, she she had a way of speaking. She connected with people. Emotional. And, it's an emotional connection. It's, yeah. it, it's slam dunk bill right there, you know. Absolutely. So what platforms are you seeing a ton of action on right now? What's what's a value? What's the most valuable platform right now? Well, I, I know Twitter's. Uh, <laughs> Twitter's <laughs> it's not Twitter. It's uh, our, our buddy bought that Eon. Uh, it's been nutty, <laughs> to say the least. Um I've heard new ones out there. Uh, Mastodon, which I've kicked around a little bit. Haven't been gone too much on there. There's another one. What's it called? Uh, I think I even removed it because it was, um, you know, you leave a moment up there and stuff. And that's like, you got to keep to, you got to keep abreast of what the new platforms are. Yeah. Because young people were like college students were on Facebook when it first came up. That's where it was just all only college students. And then it opened up. And then as time, it, it, it grew older. Right. Right. So now my mom, who's 78 on, and she's, you know, still like, Joey, why'd you wear that shirt? Oh, mom, could you not do this on Facebook, please? Um, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, I had one of those. I posted a picture of us doing a podcast at the Art Institute. My mom was like, coming on, like, why don't you wear your hair like the guy in that in that photo? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, dude, it's so funny. You're like, Ma, I'm almost 50. Can you not do this? Thank you. <laughs> But the thing is, so Facebook has grown older. Instagram bought Facebook. Okay. I mean, Facebook bought Instagram, sorry. And now that's kind of trending that way too. And now you get a you have no organic reach on Facebook, no organic reach on Instagram. Uh LinkedIn, LinkedIn has changed quite a bit over the last five to six, five to six, seven years. It went from just job postings, you know, but now it's like you have all these content creators, and then a, a percentage of them are just selling. Bull crap, <laughs> straight uh-huh. up. You know, it's kind of polluted that ecosystem degree. And um, you know, YouTube will never go away. Like the second largest uh search engine out there. I think that you know, I think that's getting better. Social media is a copycat network, uh league, if you will. I break copy, you know, with different yeah. features and this. And we remember when LinkedIn became Facebook, it looked like, and this that no one's original anymore. Let's be straight up, no one is. Um, for me. Personally, I, I like TikTok and we know about all the Chinese stuff and, you know, weather balloons and all that stuff going on. Um, people don't like, I just think it really brings a lot of value. It used to be people, when I, Gary Vaynerchuk again, and he's seldomly been wrong. He's been wrong. He said he's made some mistakes before with certain companies. But when he said get on this back six, seven, God, seven years ago, no, 18, five years ago, told me to get on it. And I'm like, at that point, 45, I'm like, I'm too old for this. Thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So I got into it. There's so much with, with everything. There's good and bad, but there's yeah. so much uh, opportunity for creativity. You don't have to be the biggest video editor, tech head, or whatever. You can still figure out how to do these videos and add music and add overlays and add, add different filters and all this stuff. So anyone can kind of do it, right? Yeah. And then you get up there and you can kind of build your brand. Like for instance, I have my own personal brand up there, about thirteen thousand people. Like I did a simple video. Uh, when we went to Florida right before the pandemic, my son had like a, a Death Star carry-on bag, you know, that you rolled and it looks like a mm-hmm. Death Star. And he's rolling it up the aisle. And I just took a quick eight-second video of it and put the Imperial March theme behind it and hundreds of thousands of views. Bang. Just like that. Again, you know why that went viral? Because pop culture connects with a lot of people and it's an emotional thing, especially Star Wars, right? It's been yeah. an institution since 1977. 
which is mind blowing to me still crazy, crazy. And I'm still into it as much as I was when I was a kid, believe it or not. Um, or oh, you could probably believe that. Um, <laughs> but that, but that made a connection. And then I did one for my company on there. And I've been, I actually kind of resuscitated that and doing short little talks on there as well. And uh, my sports card thing, I, I kind of built my own persona on that too, talking about not only my son and I ripping cards together and fun stuff like that, but also talking about the business and the industry and the community and things like that, that like that, all encompassing ecosystem of this particular market or industry, you can really reach a lot of people still on TikTok. Now that's going to go away like everything else and you have to pay for it. So, and there's still, you know, it trended older at, during the pandemic because people are home going with I'm going to do. Well, my kids on TikTok, I didn't like it, but I'm bored. So let's check out what they're doing. Right. <laughs> so before you know it, grandma's out there dancing, all the people that can build followings again are just, Connecting with people from an emotional standpoint, either though, even if they make them laugh, make them think, make them cry, make them, you know, say, I need to better myself, whatever. It connected with them. And that's that's what it is. I think TikTok is still that platform that's has now, of course, brought more people in, but a lot of people still aren't on that platform yet, which yeah. you're still missing the boat. But again, you know, we resuscitated it over at the art school. Mm -hmm. It did well. And I think yeah, still doing it. I think they're still doing it over there, but that made complete sense for art. Art is very visual mm -hmm. and it's very, you know, it's very inspirational and you can knock that out in 30 seconds. You got, you know, what you had, uh, you know, Ellie or, or, uh, or daughter painting something and you, you had the overlay for talking what, what this painting meant means to her. And people like I, she gets me. Cause that's what I think too. When I right. write painting or drawing, whatever. So the storytelling aspect on TikTok is unparalleled in my mind. Okay. And and so I know for a while there it was like TikTok native content stuff you filmed on the TikTok app yep. was stronger than say like going and editing a video and then putting it onto TikTok. Is that still the case? Do you know? Or well, so um, you know, I, I did a lot of kind and I, you know, even befriended one of the uh Gen Z uh influencers, if you want to call her that, and really bounced a lot of things off her because of course being Gen X, I'm, you know, it's a different time. Um Gen, you know, Gen Zs, and I think even millennials to a degree too, are don't want to be sold corporate, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, they don't, they want no yeah. part of that. They want organic fun, connect value, respect connection. Are they, you know, is this company helping out the environment? Are they, you know, are these companies about their employees, stuff like that? You know what I mean? This is a different world we live in now. Um, so they don't want the corporate fire hose hooked up to them. They don't want any part of that. They want to have something that resonates with them, connects with them. That's the big thing, whether it's from a, again, personal standpoint, political, whatever, music standpoint, whatever. You need to connect. And that is the platform, I think, more than ever, that you could connect with people. Like I said, I've done a couple of different, you know, different personas, if I, if you will. And I, you know, I have on a Facebook community that I built, I told you about, like 46,000 people. They know me as Papa Bruin, the Bruins. You know what I mean? Like you build that persona as I just hit the mic, sorry about that, uh, that persona and people bought into that persona. For instance, quick little story. I got offered thousands of dollars, not, you know, like three to five grand for that Facebook community. But I have some Bruins that you built. Yes. So wow. I wanted to buy it off me, but they want to use it just primarily as kind of a content fire hose, which I think is going to scare a lot of people off because that's not what this can like. I, I share content, but it, we also do live in game banter back and forth and things. But I, I could use the money, but I couldn't sell it because for me, it's part of, it's the community. It's part of who I am because every game I'm there talking to these people. Yeah. 
So that's what you have to kind of, you know, use these platforms as is these are platforms for you to connect and not just not to sell. It's to connect first because the sales will come, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, Facebook is what it is. And I kind of build that before Revolt, the algorithm went down the toilet. But TikTok is the one that you could still just grow, especially for courses. Again, pillar content. Let's do a seven minute video, five minute video. We cut that up into seven minute videos. And you're going to have people stop following you, right? And then you like, then at that point, you say, if you want to learn more, go to this website. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'll guarantee you, they will go if you if you do it the right way and, and you connect with them, right? So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it all is. It sounds simple because it kind of is. <laughs> it it kind of is, you know? You just have to get out of the instant gratification, I need sales, I need sales mindset and just say, okay, if I get someone to help me, like myself, whatever, and I spend some time, five to ten, five to eight hours a week, trying to get content for him to tell that my story. Things are going to come. Yeah, I think my biggest issue, and this might be some other people's issue too, is it's not so much that I want to sell. I want to make the connection. I want to talk and and serve and everything like that. And I'm I'm cool with even just talking about, hey, here's what I'm doing today on my course or or in my yep. community or whatever. Yeah, behind the curtain. I get self-conscious about just the way that I'm filming or what the content looks like or. Yeah, I know. And you can't, I know. I know a lot of people like, I mean, I thought, dude, I'm a, believe it or not, a very shy person. If I don't know you, you would never know in a million years. Um, But yeah, I mean, when you go on social, here's another thing that a lot of people, I don't get business in general, have to understand that you put yourself out that you have to be ready for the good and bad. Okay. Yeah. There's going to be haters. Okay. And there's going to be proponents and advocates and all that. So try to concentrate on that. I also, you know, I'm one of the, I'm always up for a good debate, but if it gets kind of, you know, uh, people getting uh, losing their minds and kind of saying things they shouldn't say and being derogatory, that's when you end it. You're just like, I'm not talking to you like that. Cause we used to live in a world where you could debate and there would be no problems. Right. You know, we, that's what we do, but now you can, you kind of can't do that. People are sensitive and they, they, and they jump the gun and you know overboard stuff like that, but you have to make sure if there's any like testimonials or reviews, now someone takes your course and hates it and they point it there, you do not ignore that. Do not ignore yeah. that. One, you learn from it. That's some of the greatest feedback is from social media because you have your own focus group at the tip of your fingers 24-7. Yep. Where back in the day, you had to like get a, a room full of people and pay them and hear what they have to say. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's very important to take that negative situation and turn to a positive all you have to say is we you know we apologize you felt this way you know we'd love to talk to you take that as a learning experience that is market research mm-hmm. and uh, can we make it up to you and give you a discount on a new course or can we what, what what can we do to make this better right ignoring them is only gonna one get them upset because mm-hmm. they took time to put a comment there so they're asking for you to respond i mean that's why they're doing it let's be you know that's what it is right mm-hmm. it's supposed to be social media is two-way not one way. Right. Right. And you can take that. And then they come back and said, they made it right. Uh, there's a miscommunicate, whatever. And then that that's the story. Everyone's going to be saying people make mistakes. People don't, you know, but the thing is, if you make it right, that's the end of the day. Make it right. Again, you may not be able to make it right for everybody, but if you put the effort in, people see that, right. They will see that in the spaces like, you know, at restaurants and stuff like that. Hey, this was terrible, but they gave me a certificate for another dinner and I went there. It was great. It was a bad yeah. night, bad night in the kitchen, whatever. That's what you got to kind of do. You know, you kind of have to take the good with the bad and learn from both of them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the cool thing with courses too, or any information product is like, once you've made it, you know, you've made it. It's, it's not like a company who, you know, they produce something and if you sell it to somebody and they didn't like it and they return it, you've, or they want their money back, they've lost that money. Like it, it's, uh, infinite basically. So if you have to make a refund for somebody, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You got some kind of market feedback from that, from that person who complained. And I totally agree. You have to have that feedback loop constantly going and you have to constantly be collecting that feedback in order to make your products better. Well, I mean, we, we, you know, I did that when I was working with you, right? I, I grabbed as many of those comments as I get good, bad, and indifferent and go, how can we triage them and try to turn these into victories? So, I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's the end of the, end of the day, right? You, again, you're not going to make everyone happy, but if you make the effort to make them happy, others will see the effort. That's, yeah. you have to show the effort. You have to show you care. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. All right. So I need to get over my, um, my social media. Yeah, dude, please. You're, and... <laughs> come on. you're fine. You got a lot to bring to the table. You know, uh, again, doing this podcast, is a big step, right? You put yourself out there. That's a big step too. And I think the worst thing you can do is like, you know, if you have stuff to share, like, and you know, is not to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I got caught up in the employment scam, I, it was an embarrassing hell. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was embarrassing. I lost money and all this stuff. But, but the thing is I shared that on LinkedIn and someone said, thank you for sharing that because I almost got caught up in it too. Wow. So I just saved them and that's worth it. And I don't, I didn't get money. I didn't get any, like anything back for that, but I felt good because I, I, I helped them from going down that same Definitely. slippery path, if you will, because you know, you being in that space now, the one thing is like when you're out of work, you're very vulnerable, right? And you just want to try to, you want a job. And sometimes your head's telling, this doesn't make sense. You shouldn't be doing this, but your heart's like, you need it. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to get it. It's a cool job, you know, stuff like that. But again, tell your stories because it could help somebody. Mm -hmm. That's when I, like, I've been laid off six times and telling them about the things you go through. The emotionally, mm -hmm. my friend just got laid off for the first time ever. And he's the same age as me. And he's like, I haven't, I've been working since 12 years old, delivering newspapers. Wow. At 12. I mean, that's what we did back in the back in the day. We delivered the paper. You know, you guys might have to Google what a newspaper is, but that's what we did back in the day. And he's he's like almost like, what do I do? Because his wife's been laid off a few multiple times, like, but he couldn't relate with her because it never happened to him. I don't care if you're married, right. you're not married, your best friend, you're not, whatever. You, you had to walk in their shoes. Yeah. But that's what a course should be. You have walked a path that other people are trying to walk down, and you're trying to Show them the pitfalls, the the right way to go, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you're doing a course. Yeah. Straight up. That's what you have to illustrate. It can't be, this is going to be the best course of all time. Use all your, your baloney, you know, marketing goop and all, all your scammy all words and everything. Yeah. Cutting edge, uh, you know, uh, it's 90 day turnaround. What? No. I was here. I was, I, and I wasn't in a great spot here, but I got here because I did this. And people would be like, okay. Just like, you know, going on a diet or training or whatever, right? You go to a personal trainer, same kind of idea. Um, right. Again, I know we've been hammering at home. Storytelling, being relatable, and that, that's what it is. And, and committing time, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I love it. So what kind of metrics are you, um, you know, I mean, we talked about your ROI is really in how many people are seeing what you're sure. posting out there. I mean, you know, you're getting new eyes on your company and everything, but 
You know, I mean, what kind of metrics are, are vanity metrics still a big problem with a lot of companies? And, uh, well, I, I think, I think I used to always say like, you got to go with the gold is right. The gold's in the mountains, right? The gold is comments. Like I said, that market research, that live in, you know, in real time market research that you get to, you know, course correct and learn from that, that for me is huge, right? The feedback loop, like you said, is, is extremely important. The share, if people are sharing your post. To other people, they've already gave a check mark an endorsement already mm -hmm. to share with their networks. I don't give a crap about hearts and thumbs ups. I, that brings nothing to me. And that kind of also brings to a point like when people leave reviews, don't give it just a thumbs up. Do not do that. That's that's lazy. Yeah. Actually so, respond and engage. Yeah. Because if they took time to write that comment, as we mentioned, you better take time to respond to that comment. Mm -hmm. And the other metrics, like I said, I like to not only look at the social media, I like to look at the end game, like, you know, like a landing page. All right, we've gone to a landing page. Did they fill out the form? Was that conversion goal met? Yes or no? They got to they got to a page and you look at the bounce rate and they jumped, you know, the bounce rate's terrible. Or their time and page is terrible. Because you, like, again, we can lead people via social media to anywhere you want. But if the end uh, destination does not speak to them, does not connect with them, they're gone. And then mm -hmm. your first impression is pretty much gone. You blew it straight up. You know, I'm kind of like my son. I don't sugarcoat. You blew it. <laughs> you kind of blew it. <laughs> so that that's why it's very important not to just spray and pray that you need to look at not just from a social media perspective, but the whole digital marketing ecosystem to see how did I get A to Z? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm working in kind of like a, you know, uh, HubSpot Light, it's called ShopSpring, if you will, by Constant Contact that we're doing a lot. And I'm not plugging, I'm just saying, <laughs> I have no endorsement with them. Um, but just seeing the whole lead cycle, right? To see where they found out about you. Hey, they found out about us because we did a LinkedIn post. Hmm. And they went and they called us and they filled out the form and so forth. So you do need some analytics, you need some automation and so forth to tell that story. I know every course creator can't maybe afford to do that, whatever. That's why, again, you get somebody that has that time to do that. And you you can say, hey, this is working, this is not working. Why don't we try different, you know, video on your landing page? Why don't you you have to like, I think I told you this before, like you gotta wear three hats as a as a digital marketer, social media marketer, especially is be that storyteller, that mad scientist. You're trying different things, different, you know, beakers and, and, and potions and stuff like that to figure out what works, formulas. And then you have to be the detective and just solve the mystery. Like, how did we get here? Like right. Because if you're getting pitched by a marketer or an agency and they don't give you that, like how, you know, how are you going to tell me we got conversions? Right. How are you gonna exactly. Be educated. Educate yourself on what you're you're paying for. Because if people will just give you what you think you want. Yeah. Or what, you, what they think you want and don't want to give you any more. Because yeah. say, putting, putting posts out there and not, uh, you know, reporting back on it and not like expanding on that and saying, hey, we can create content off this because these metrics are telling us this, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're getting your money taken from you. Yeah. Straight up. No. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> you blew it. Um, Hashtag you blew it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think that, I think that to start out, you are really doing that experimentation constantly and, and your only feedback is, okay, am I getting sales? Because yeah, you could, uh, set up Google Analytics for free if you know how to do it. Right. Um, and there's some others out there that you can do if you if you are technically savvy. Sure. Um, and then as you start to grow and as you start to get those sales, that is what 
you need to reinvest in is somebody who can come in and say, okay, now we're going to start, you know, we're going to start putting measurements behind all of these and we're going to analyze it and see what's actually working. You, you obviously figured out enough to get this far because you're kind of like trying to do a puzzle in the dark, and you know, that's a good, I like that. That's a good you know, you're, yeah, you're just, I'm, ta- I'm stealing that puzzle. In the dark. That's, that's fine. Um, so you're doing a puzzle in the dark and when you get started and you're just putting pieces and feeling around and, and trying different things, and then you start to see some success and you just keep iterating and iterating. And once you have that income and that revenue, mm-hmm. then you can reinvest in someone like you or, or, you know, some other analytics specialist or something to say, okay, this is what people like. And this is what is really driving them from point A to point Z uh, to make a purchase. Um, so I mean, yeah. again, again, you know, you, you have all the information and metrics and so forth at your fingertips. You have that live feedback at your fingertips. This isn't the old days of having an ad in the newspaper or having a billboard. You yeah. have no idea what your ROI is. None. You have all that at your fingertips and at your disposal. So you're foolish if you do not take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. like it's foolish to do so because I'm not saying it's easier, but I, it empowers you more to be successful, right? You have those tools. It's just a matter of taking the time, being efficient, so forth and so on, things like that. So it's it's just you you have to take advantage of what's at your disposal. I mean, yeah. that's end of the day because that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to be. Go. Yeah. And it's sales or whatever. It's getting serious about your business. I mean, if this is what you want to do and this is, you know, what is going to make you income, then you got to get serious about it. Well, I think the pandemic brought uh, to brick and mortar stores like, Mm -hmm. holy crap, we got to get on. We got to get online. Yeah. In 2020. Right. Online, which is crazy because you should have been online 10 years earlier. Yeah. In 2020, I had people like, I got to get an e-commerce site set up. It's like, well, I've been telling you that, but I mean, hello, let's go. This this isn't like 1996, seven when the internet came out, you know, 1994, whatever it was. Um, It's again, you have, like you said, you have to reinvest. You have to know Number one, what's your competition doing too? Check what they're doing. If you yeah. if you're selling a course on golfers, look what they're doing as well. I, I I don't say we're necessarily we don't need to recreate the wheel when we can borrow it, if you will, borrow yeah. it and make it better. That's the thing too. Like see what the the Joneses are doing, see what everybody else is doing, and see how you can better that and be better than that, right? Yeah. Um, and there's lots of different words for that. I mean, uh, you can some some people call it funnel hacking. You know, yep. you go check out your competition, see what their funnels like, see what their free lead magnet is, see yep. where that takes you, watch the video, absolutely, see what their sales page looks it's all like. There. You can, I mean, I do that all day. I'm just constantly looking at people's, you know, whole whole funnel. Um, and and at the art school, we always said steal like an artist. You know, an artist doesn't 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 recreate somebody else's work, but they get inspiration from yes. another artist. And musicians do the same thing. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, same musicians, same thing. Yeah. Every musician has an in ha, has had an influence on another musician. You know, um, so I mean, yeah. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book on Eddie Van Halen right now, and talking about you know Eric Clapton. He's talking about how the piano influenced him to play the guitar, which you would be like, what? But yeah, right. I mean, but, but he's so brilliant. He could just, you know, listen. He didn't even know how to read music. But yes, the influence is so important. And again, back in the day, you couldn't go check out all your, you know, uh, competition stuff. You know, all the information yeah. you give it unless you're going out and getting catalogs and magazines and watching every commercial on TV. And that didn't give you anything, really. So it's out there. And there's so much on the research. I mean, you go down the rabbit hole, you know, deeper and deeper. But 
I think the bottom line is, again, you know, it's about telling your story that connects, brings value, and, and, and creates Raven fans, the Steel, David Merman, Scott line. And again, the digital marketing ecosystem, right? How are we going from that social media post to form fill? How are we getting there? Yep. And what kind of content and what social media channel and all that. And like somebody like myself can do that for you. And you can, we can meet, you can, you know, can meet and we talk and then we can course correct. And then you can continue to pump out content and then you sell more courses. Then you're happy. And then you, you know, you have that house in the Hamptons and then so forth and so on. You know what I mean? So, but, but the thing is you can't, you have to take the Instagramification mindset and throw it away because that's in business, especially that's, it's not going to happen for you like that. Definitely. Just, I know we live in that, like I said, Netflix world, if you will, uh, Amazon world where you can get everything at your door at any time. But when it comes to business and building a business, building a following, build a personal that you have to put in the work period. That's right. You know, and I, I've been guilty of pausing too, and you probably have too, and not being on it as much, but you get a show that you're making an effort. Yep. And yeah, you can always definitely. come back and try to better yourself. You just cannot abandon it completely. That's right. Definitely. Well, I think that sums it up really well, Joe. I'd love if you told everyone a little bit about where they can find you sure. and where they can uh, check out your stuff. Yeah, sure. You can check me out on, uh, you know, valuencer.net. That is my uh, website. Uh, that's V-A-L-U-E-N-C-E-R.net. Hopefully that is correct. <laughs> I'll put that a link. I'll put a link in the. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Joe Gill, uh, 88. That's like where, where a lot of my socials are, you know, for my uh, LinkedIn and so forth. Um but again, it, it, you know, like, you know, people like myself are here just to try to like, I don't just become a vendor. I want to be a partner in your success. And I'm not saying that to be all, you know, all, fr- you know, frilly and stuff like that. And kind of, but that's true. I want you to be successful. I wouldn't be working with you. Right, I'm right. Straight up, you know. No, I can, and I can attest to that. I can attest. Joe likes to get in there. He gets his hands dirty. He wants to know about your business and and yeah. help you reach the goals you're looking for. So because yeah, that's the only I mean, way I can make you successful if I, you know, unturn every stone, you know. Yeah. Feel free to hit him up. He is not sponsoring this podcast. So he I, yes, he is an actual friend. So if, if yes. you hit him up, just you'll enjoy working with him and, and uh you know you can drop drop a thank you or something later. So all right, Joe. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, man. It's it's been a pleasure. No, it was real fun. I hope we can do it again. If you enjoyed this track you can check out the artist mountaineer on upbeat the track title is check it out